Hello everyone, I am Meera Mehrota from Year 12. And I am Mansi Bhatia from Year 12. How is everyone doing? Well, can't complain oh, against yeah. the TIA for policy. <laughs> so please welcome Mujtaba Inayatali from the graduating badge of 2014. And Surya Ramanathan from the graduating class of 2005 as our alumni speakers today. Our alumni have soared high in the direction of their dreams as they left the AFA, with some of them just starting something of their own completely from scratch. So let's dig into how our esteemed alumni started their journeys as entrepreneurs. Let's begin with introductions. Surya, would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. Uh, thank you guys for having me and it's great to uh, be back and associated with uh, Aldiafa, which was, you know, a really early school, which I was part of many, many years back. So it's, it's fun to be here and thank you for inviting me. So yeah, my name is uh, Surya and I lived all my life here in Dubai. Uh, was part of Aldiafa from 20, 2003 to 2005. And uh, then uh, moved on to a different school. Uh, graduated with uh, Bich Bilani in Dubai, where I did my biotech. And then I did my master's in uh, medical engineering in the UK. And then for the past uh, six to eight years, I've been in various jobs and uh, part of different businesses. Uh, currently, since 2019 onwards, I uh, have uh, an edtech startup, which is called Future Intelligence. And we are into skills development and making uh, children future ready. Yeah, that's that's about an introduction. That's great. Mustafa, would, like, would you like to go ahead? Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Um, first of all, I want to say kudos to be able to actually do the podcasting because back in the day, we wanted to start a radio station. And we got all the no-nos, so it's so happy to see somebody who has finally been able to do something like that, especially you guys are on Spotify. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Um, my name is uh, Mushtaba Anaitali. I am the graduating class of 2014 um, from 2006 to 2014, so fourth grade to 2014. Little backstory, I never changed schools <laughs> anywhere in Dubai. I, I was in ADHS all the way. I moved from a small little place called Tanzania in East Africa to the big city of Dubai in 2006 and then promptly joined ADHS right after. Um, I, I do a, a bunch of stuff. Um, I have uh, a, a few businesses now. Um, and uh, professionally, I'm an airline pilot, but that's on the back foot right now. I just do freelance mainly. But other than that, I love sports. ADHS taught me that. And I'm so happy that I got a phone call to be a part of this thing. So I'm really excited. Thank you. That's so great. We're excited to have you. Yeah, exactly. So our first question and a one which you may have been asked probably millions of times. What was your inspiration for your idea? Is this for all of us? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's for both of you. So anyone who wants to go first can please. Surya, man, you're, you go ahead. Sure, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll take turns. I think question-wise, who goes first? Yeah, that's, cool. that's a better man. way to go. <laughs> We're back in ADHS, man. We got to follow the rules, bro. 
<laughs> true. <laughs> that's that's absolutely true. Okay. Yeah. So I, I guess I mean before you uh, you had joined, I was just chatting with the, the girls here on on education systems and how back in the day we were studying in two thousands, early two thousands. So a lot has changed from then, but you know still it's uh, quite rigid in terms of how students are learning in school. And, you know, apart from school as well, there's just going to tuitions and, you know, trying to get the highest marks, right? So that's regardless of where you are, that's always the uh, the environment you're around. So this, I mean, when I was in school, I used to have this as a challenge and, you know, it really uh, intrigued me into thinking of why can't there be a different way of learning, you know, skills or learning uh, concepts. So that's where we started this with two other of my partners who are much older than me, but they have a lot of experience in the education um, environment. So we started Future Intelligence in 2019, just before COVID hit. So we had a little bit of advantage uh, than other companies in the edtech space in Dubai or in UAE. So, uh, but we're not, you know, basically here to revolutionize, revolutionize the system, right? So we just trying to be part of the education uh, sector, trying to facilitate or help them, uh, help the students, you know, learn more or learn in a better way. So we focus on uh, a holistic development, where it's not just you're learning coding or, you know, uh, robotics or things, but it's, you also learn about design. What, what do you mean by color theory? Why Apple is, you know, very famous in design, you know, understand that. Also, you, we teach you skills like your, socio-emotional skills and your cognitive skills. So it's it's a balanced approach to uh, learning uh, new skills. And these skills is what will help you when you graduate from school, you know, 10, 15 years from now on. So that's the, the basically inspiration for why we began this venture. Don't we all just need this? Yeah, we need to diversify education so much more than just textbooks. So exactly. that's great. That's great, yeah. True, true, absolutely, yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a tough question, actually, because um, inspiration comes from so many things in life. Um, but to say that the main inspiration is really hard to actually nail down. However, um, starting out as an airline pilot, um, uh, especially as a corporate pilot, where you fly mostly businessmen and these people, you eventually end up striking conversations and you realize that the, I wouldn't say success, but at least to be able to, you know, live your life comfortably, one of the main things is multiple streams of income. So in pursuit of multiple streams of income, I started multiple things and failed more times than I can count, but eventually something sticks. And when that something sticks, you're like, okay, maybe let me fail some more, something else sticks. Let me fail some more, something else sticks. And eventually what I learned was that if your business ends up helping or just making somebody's life a little bit better, that product is gonna stick. Uh, and that is what I mainly uh, work in. So, you know, similar to Surya, he's helping other people become better and more educational and easier, you know, different people have different ways of learning. Um, so definitely in, in my side of the business, the inspiration definitely comes from everyday people when they come and tell you, oh, your product helped me do this or your product helped me do that. I think that 
is a big inspiration for sure, absolutely. That's actually a nice. pretty good one. Yeah, you're always thinking I need to choose one, Katya. That, this is a relief for me, really. Because exactly. it's really hard to choose with just one. Especially when you're so many You can't people. stick with uh, one. It's, it's impossible. You need to put your feet in different places. So, you know, stick your hands. Exactly. There is so much competition. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, not just competition, but more for yourself. You know, if you want to live an, a nice, comfortable life or, you know, have that action in your life, then you need to do a lot of things. Exactly. As, uh, exactly as quoted by <laughs> Mujtaba, that if you want to live a good life, then you need to have more income from different, different streams. <laughs> sure. I think that, you know, it's fun then because, you know, exactly. you're not boring, you know, just desk job. Lots of things to do. You wake up, you, you might want to work. I want to say that on the podcast because you're referring to about 85% of people. So let's not call them a boring desk jobs now. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Our teachers are those no, people. Th- so it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. come on, man. It's, no comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> They're all. Yeah. Okay, so second question. Uh, knowing what you know now, is there anything you would have done differently when you were starting out? Let's start with Mushtaba this time. Um, okay. Uh, um, I wish I knew that um, a fundraising is an option, even though you have not started a business, even though if you have no experience at all, um, I learned that later on in life, quite recently, only two years ago is when I learned that, you know, fundraising, do make that phone call and you will, you will get the, the, the funds that you need to do what you need to do as long as you have a plan in hand. So that's, that's, a, that's a recent big one for me. That's good. That's very nice. Okay. So, Ian, do you want to go next? Yeah, true. I mean, uh, that's absolutely right. I mean, continuing from what Mujtaba said, so, uh, like, I was going to say something in terms of networking, right? So because when when I graduated, so it was like little, not much of the internet is had, had exploded by then. So it was a lot of, uh, I mean, you know, WhatsApp wasn't there when we finished uh, school or uh, even in college. WhatsApp is quite recent. So that would have changed a lot for you guys. Now, when you are finishing, you have so many different channels to you know communicate and get the word out or even acquire knowledge. So that is one thing which I would have done a bit differently if you know I would, would receive the, uh, the correct channels and, uh, and got more, you know, made some better informed decisions based on the resources and uh, connect, connections out, out there. And just to add to Surya, don't be afraid um, if you have lack of experience. That is one thing that I've learned. Three of the businesses that I run started from scratch. No idea what I'm doing, but get it going. Put that, put that effort. Trust me. That's, you know, that, that's what everybody always um, fears. They're like, oh, what if things go wrong? But what if things go right, though? You know, so always just just take that fear out, put that put that step down, and then it will be all right. We we need that push because a lot of step down comes when you don't know what's gonna happen later. 
exactly. when you don't have experience you don't you can't predict right how it's going to go and so the push is important exactly because taking risks is not something everyone can do because i know i can't i just can't i'll give you a very easy example i professionally like i said i'm an airline pilot but one of my businesses is making uh, steel roofs has absolutely nothing to do with any of the uh, studies that i had i studied science and technology making steel roofs was something completely different to flying a plane so but take that leap um, of course you know you have to work but it it will happen that's that's actually very very true Right. Same. I think similar to his. So even what I studied and what I'm doing right now is is completely different. I'm from com- from a life science background, and uh, but what I've learned during those four years or six years of my undergrad and masters, I'm a, trying to apply it here, but in a different, totally different uh, area. So what you learn and uh, you need to have that confidence into you know taking that to whatever stage you are in, and. one thing which you know quite uh, not recently so before i started off with feature intelligence is if you have an idea even if you're not confident enough you know you just need to get out there and start so stop you know overthinking because once you start thinking once you you know make you, you because at the early stages you want to be perfect you want to have each and every aspect of your business or your idea to be perfect but you that that is like a, a forever thing you'll continuously seek out the perfection but it'll never be perfect so whatever you have on hand just go over it and you know start so that's another thing which actually i learned and it's kind of an advice for you guys as well for the audience thank you that's a pretty good advice both of you thank you so much that's an advice i should keep in mind when i'm going to start a hard chapter and i don't want to do it say but i have to because there's a test same same exactly okay so as we know covid 19 has been going on for two years now so how has covid really impacted your business and how did you cope up for us i mean as it, uh, it was a bit of uh, you know here and there it's not uh, i wouldn't say it has impacted us negatively and positively because since we are in education so you guys all shifted to online so you know it was easy for us to pivot to an online medium and uh, so that helped us in reducing our strength in you know in in person strength as well as you know like office space and things like that so that all helped us in the business so we could uh, cost wise you can reduce it and that's what most of the businesses have done in in 2020 uh but then for us last year was a bit of a challenge because everyone got tired of online so <laughs> so we have you we were in you know in a in a mixed up situation where we didn't know whether to continue online or have a hybrid situation or you know go in person you know take it as a challenge and see if uh students or kids are you know brave enough to uh come to class and you know learn because the parents are really were worried you know, even last year in the summer or even end of last year so uh i would say yeah 2020 was quite good 2021 was a bit of a challenge to come back and but this year it's is a lot better since uh, winter of last year so hope hoping for a better uh better year this year hopefully we wish to yeah much to ba um covid 19 man uh 
Um, it's an absolute uh, mystery how, how I've survived this, but uh, it, it hit me both ways, good and bad. I want to say that. And when he hit me bad, it hit me at the lowest and it pushed me down. But when he hit me good, it hit me good because um, I, I, I lost a bunch of loved ones in COVID-19, you know, and so have so many others. Um, but, you know, you got to recover from that and you need to fight and you need to move on. And um, eventually you figure out what to do with it. And with a little bit of push, I started two businesses during COVID. So why that happened was because the airline industry got affected big time. So I was, we were grounded for about seven months until we flew again. And in those seven months, instead of sitting at home and watching Netflix, um, you know, just figure out with a bunch of friends that, you know what, let's, let's do something different. Do a phone call here and there. And eventually next thing you know, you're setting up a company and you're ordering parts from China from some guy you've never met in an industry that you've never dealt with before with in the investor money and pool money that with people you hardly know. And, uh, you know, just increase the, the own challenges and uh, actually be able to um, make the best of the situation, no matter how bad it is. Uh, so I think COVID definitely taught me that no matter how low in life things get, definitely, if you work hard and figure out an option, you just gotta, um, you know, brainstorm and you will find an option and you will, you, you'll, as long as you persevere, you will, you'll be able to. So for me, it was both ways. Um, personally, not very good, but um, commercially, actually, I'm, 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 I'm pretty, pretty happy with the way things uh, I'm going, especially with the medical sector and stuff like that. It's actually been doing very well. So to each their own, I feel. That's good. I mean, taking positives out of every negative is how we move forward, right, actually. Before we part, what advice would you like to give to our audience who are keen to become entrepreneurs? Let's start with Mr. Um, Man, you know, you call this the entrepreneur podcast, but I really don't consider myself an entrepreneur, man. Okay, I, come on. Two, three businesses, we can't exactly. do that. Exactly. Two, three businesses. You're a successful like, entrepreneur. It's, it's, it's like, uh, entrepreneur is like somebody who comes like, okay, so an entrepreneur is like, for example, like Surya, yeah, he's coming up with new technology that is helping um, kids learn in a different way outside the classroom and inside the classroom. For me, I'm in a position where I'm not doing anything new. I'm just, I, I just, I'm just taking somebody else's idea and putting my own twist to it and going ahead with it. I don't really consider myself. An that's that's the that's actually the definition of entrepreneur. So you know, you the the twist you add is because it's helping a certain sector of people, right? So and that was your inspiration, you right? Helping other people, you know, telling you know, getting inspired by that. So we consider you a very successful entrepreneur for real. I don't know about that, man. Um, but I, I think advice, advice. Um, it, um, don't be afraid. 
Um, and you know, like, I'm just going to say the same thing again, like, no, no, like whatever challenges come through, you just go ahead and just do them. And if you have an idea, um, so this is one advice that I'm going to, I'm going to give, don't know why I'm giving advice. Um, if you have a new idea and if you want to do something, um, I have learned don't involve more than four people. Keep your, um, people at, uh, cap it at four. Okay. Um, to, uh, make sure you select those four people very, very um, smartly. You know, make sure you talk to them in a way um, where you've not told them the idea, but you understand their concept and what they're capable of doing and how, what they're capable of helping with your business. After that, a good ballpark is a cap it at four people and then start your business. So start small, start quiet, um, get everything done. And then once everything is spot checked and ready, uh, production is ready, your your goods and what you need to do is ready, then go out with a boom. And then now announce it. But when it comes to your close circle in a business, I suggest not more than four people. It's true That's to me, quite the broad. Yes. So small is good. And then advice, yeah. Exactly. Too many cooks spoil the broth, right? Too many yeah. subjects yeah, get you a D. So teachers, <laughs> <laughs> please listen. <laughs> it's, it's a thing for teachers teachers should listen to this now I'm, I'm talking to a, a Mr. Abdul Basit right now because you know? <laughs> I, I chose environmental management because of him <laughs> so, I got know, an 80 because of him I was going to go with three subjects man because I needed for, for airline I needed physics, math and English but then you know Abdul Basit sir with his cute face man he's like no more you should take environmental management yeah. So I was like, all right, man, I'm going to do it. And then Basitzer had us go into different, different places, carrying cans and bottles and bags of bottles. And now you're going to your neighbor's house and you're like, hey, man, can I go in your trash? Because I want to collect some bottles and cans. So <laughs> I definitely learned something about recycling and the, the whole thing. But uh, at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, but um, I, I do miss my teachers, man. Um, I, I miss so many of my teachers, Jeffrey, ma'am. Um, I, I don't know who's uh, actually, wait, she's um, Usha, ma'am. Uh, ma yeah, she left. Uh, we had her. Yeah. Uh, Abdul Basit, sir, and ma'am, the art teacher. Oh my gosh, she was the coolest. Only class we could listen to music in, only class. Um, and, and, I, and all my other teachers. So I really do do miss school. I want to come. I want to come and come and say uh, say hi one day. You should definitely. You should definitely. Doors are always open for exactly. I don't know about that, man. You walk into security in the reception. He's asking you, "Hey, <laughs> who is you? Where's your ID? I don't know. Where's your GR number?" I'm like, "Hey, I used to go to school here." He's like, "Well, you don't pay school fees anymore. So, you know, what are, what are you doing here?" <laughs> but I will, I will, I will come visit. I'll make an appointment. I'll make an appointment. <laughs> say you come to recruit, <laughs> right? They, they, they welcome you with a card. Is there a career fair still going on at school? Yeah. Is that, is that still yeah. Yeah. We have never, got a never got a phone call. Just saying. You know. <laughs> we'll make sure you get one now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ask Abdul Basit to uh, give him a call. Right? <laughs> I'm here because of him because he like texted me on, on Facebook. He's like, hey, you should do this. I was like, all right, I'll do it. 
Masinsa knows how to woo anyone to do anything. He's exactly. he's the <laughs> thank hero. You. He's the hero. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you would you like to do your advice? Sorry? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I had shared my I mean, part of my advice before as well, so like I'll kind of reiterate that. So the thing is as most of us said, so, you know, you have an idea, you need to surround yourself with people but to a maximum. but then you know uh, even to try test or try your idea you know you need to speak to as many people as you can to understand whether your idea will work and you know so that's those three key steps like you know you you have an idea you go out get feedback and then adapt so that has to be a constant cycle don't wait for the perfection and you keep you know iterating and uh, going ahead and yeah and you know whatever technology comes and goes you know you have ai you have machines and things like that the biggest uh what is the asset you have is the people that surround you so you know whoever has helped you in your journey even you know when you were small even in your school you should never forget them because some way whatever you've learned in the past you know 13 years of your school and then your college will help you in in future so that should always uh, be on your mind to never forget people who you know help you in uh, in your journey yeah that's, that's so true yeah, that's, that's yeah. all i can say for now because my entrepreneurial journey has been not that vast it's been short so maybe after many many more years to come after this podcast with mustafa after 5 years and then you know we'll have more advice <laughs> more ideas you guys will also be an entrepreneur by then i hope so you'll have a nice yeah we're learning a lot today we're going to take that the one idea which has been in my mind i'm going to do it now exactly <laughs> yeah yeah we should have a fireside chat with you know all, all of these ideas and things that have we have encountered in the last few years so it'll be good yeah. exactly so it was wonderful to talk to the both of you and understanding your journey to being the successful entrepreneur you are today and i must say there are a few ideas growing in my mind already what if i beat you to it mansi <laughs> okay thank you so much mushtaban surya for sharing your experiences see you soon bye thank you for having us take care and have a lovely year ahead bye bye bye